If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Welcome to Patriots 4th and 2, the official podcast of PatsFans.com. And welcome again to Patriots 4th and 2, the official podcast of PatsFans.com. I'm Russ Goldman, and in this special episode, I'll be talking to Miguel Benzon as we will be discussing the latest with the Patriots salary cap. We have much to discuss, but before we get going, I have to welcome... Mel, uh, excuse me, Miguel, back to the show. Miguel, how you doing? How you doing, my good friend, Russ? It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Let's get it done. So I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to talk about the future <laughs> jelly cap. It's well, just like listen, a passion of mine, yeah, so. Well, listen, I'm so happy that, that you could join me so we could really dive into the Patriots salary cap. There's been so much talk regarding the cap. I've been hearing it. On, on the news, I've been actually hearing it on the airwaves and, and watching it on TV, and I thought to myself, who's the best person to talk to about the Patriots salary cap than Miguel? So I needed to talk to you so we could really learn more about the pa- Patriots salary cap. You are the expert. You are the person to go to. So let's start here. You wrote an interesting article yesterday for Memorial Day, Pat's Cap Thoughts, and we're going to walk through that article. Let's start here. Okay, you, okay. Wrote, you wrote in your thoughts, first thought, I've been covering the cap since 2001. Have never seen a correlation between cash spending and winning games. Miguel, Miguel, can you please expand your thought for us on that? Okay, so I'm probably one of the biggest biggest Patriots fans. The biggest frustration I have is with the people who say the Patriots are cheap. That Bob Kraft does not spend any money. Okay, well they okay. Let's even let's accept their argument, which I don't. But they would have to prove to us that the people who spend money actually win. And for example, we could go back a couple of years ago when the Philadelphia Eagles had their dream team. Did they win the Super Bowl that year? No, they did not. Okay? When the Patriots have spent a lot of money, for example, in 2012, 2011, did they win the Super uh, Excuse me, not 2000, 2012. They spent a ton of cash. One of the top teams in in, in cash present that year. Did they win the Super Bowl that year? No, they did not. There's never been correlation like you said, hey, this team spent the most money this year and they had 12 wins and they went to the Super Bowl. Blah, blah, blah. There's never, you know, it's always, it's never been a correlation about cash spending and winning. There's never been a correlation between the other thing I said in, in my blog is like, there's never been a correlation about how much cap space you have at the end of the year and winning. So if you're going to complain about the Patriots not spending money, prove where it shows that it actually hurts them. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't buy the argument that the Patriots don't spend money because, like I um, – not I didn't say this in that blog, but I said to Chris Price in a, in a previous week podcast, the cash spending is cyclical. cyclical it goes up and down. So you hear about the craft is cheap, cheap in the years that the Patriots don't spend any money because it gets reported, and it's, it's wildly reported, all these blogs saying the Patriots are cheap, blah, 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 blah. 
you know, that happened in 2015. The Patriots were while it was reported the Patriots were underneath the 89% cash for spending with funding. Well, this year they were way over. They went over the cash spending requirement. Not one word from those people who complained the Patriots are cheap. Not one word. <laughs> I, like I said to Chris Price, I think they're cowards. I consider them cockroaches because they just just come out at night when it's bad. You know what I'm saying? It just gets me one of the, like I don't know if you, I really get frustrated about me because it's like the Patriots won so much. Four Super Bowls. How much more do you want? Right, I'm sorry. right, Miguel. It's a rant of mine. It's a rant. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, my friend. And 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 listen, let's go off on this because in your article you also mentioned that it's cyclical. Like you said, it could be two years. The cash spending is a little lower. Yep. Then it goes up two years later. So so you have to look at this over a long term period of time when it comes to the Patriots. It all evens out, Miguel. It all evens out. The Patriots are, you know. It all, teams, it all evens out at, at the end. I, I do, well, the cap, since the cap keeps on going up this last couple of years, $10 million, $10 million, probably doesn't even out now because when the cap was going up $1 to $2 million a year, it's probably even out. Now where the cap is going up $10 million a year, it may not even out because some, I think some teams are not spending as much as they probably should. They're just rolling over the moment because they expect to have all these rookie classes. Future like, like the the Browns have wait like forty million dollars in cap space. That's because they drafted so many players this year. So in a couple of years from now, they expect to extend, keep all the free agents, and they have to spend a lot of money that year. Okay, very good, Miguel. Let, let's move on in your article because you have another thought, and it really deals with the salary cap. And I'm just going to read your thought to you. As of five thirty two thousand sixteen, I have the Patriots with. $9,709,249 in cap space. In 2013, the Patriots entered training camp with about $10 million in cap space. In 2014, around $6 million. And in 2015, around $8.9 million. Miguel, based on these numbers, the Patriots have been fairly consistent with their salary cap heading into the training camp for the past four seasons. I'm curious, but why do you think they have a roughly similar amount going into training camp over this period of time? Because they are one of the teams that has they use the forty six million active roster bonuses a lot. So it's like and they have some players who were don't who didn't play in all sixteen games the previous year. The forty six million active roster bonus is the one incentive that is reached by the player that year. You have to hit, hit that cap that year. All other incentives hit the cap the next year. What I mean, for example. Rob Gronkowski missed a game last year, one game. Okay, so if he plays in all 16 games this year, the 16th game, the Tuesday after that 16th game, his 46 million roster bonus will will hit the cap. Okay, so in the Patriots have about 20 players who who have 46 million active roster bonuses who have missed games last year. So all 20 players play all 16 games, that's close to $2 million off the, they have to account for it. They have to account for it to have a cushion for it. And, you know, you have, the, it seems like $9 million, but once you pay for, you have a lot of players on, on if they put a lot of players on engine reserve or PUP, or if they reach extensions, hopefully knock on wood, we'll probably get that later in, into this podcast, with some players, that, there goes that cap space. Okay, very good, and and I'm glad that you really clarified that, 
Miguel, uh, because not many fans understand why they have that, that cap space, why they keep the cap space, and you did a very good job of uh, explaining it. So, so thank you for that. Let's move on. Let's talk about the big three. You talk about this in your article. We have to start with Malcolm Butler. And before I ask you about Malcolm Butler, you and I were, were talking off air about the, uh, about the article from, from uh, Jeff Holland in the Boston Herald where he is talking about Malcolm Butler should be attending OTAs next week because there's been a controversy of why he wasn't at OTAs last week. So let's just keep that in mind when we talk about this. But according to, to what I'm reading here from, from SCORE, from, from Jeff's article, according to Jeff Howe, he notes that Butler's absence has nothing to do with his contract situation. So let's keep that in mind. But let's talk okay. about Malcolm Butler. I want to get your thoughts about his current contract situation. Tell fans why you think he would not hold out. Oh, it's not in his best interest to hold out. It's, what, I, what I mean by holding out, right, is that if he were to hold out, he's, he's been playing in the NFL for two years. There's a rule in the CBA that says a player who's on, this, who's on the original contract, who has less, who's, who's not a veteran, okay, and it has less than three seasons, if they do not show up to training camp 30 days before the first game, so that's week one. Week one is, I believe, September 10th. So 30 days would be August 10th. So if Malcolm Butler doesn't show up by, let's say, August 10th, okay, he does not get an accrued season for 2016. So even if he shows up, he doesn't report August 10th, but shows up maybe like October 10th and then plays the rest of the season. He still doesn't get an accrued season for 2016. What does that mean for him? That means in 2017, instead of being a restricted free agent, he's going to be exclusive rights free agent, which means the only team that he can negotiate with next year would be the Patriots. And the Patriots could pay him at, instead of pay, could pay him either $615,000 or $690,000, depending on how many games he's available for in 2016. But what's, the, what's that mean for him? If he was an restricted free agent, he would definitely get the first round tender, which would mean around $4 million. Okay? $4 million versus $690,000 and, we, and you also lose a year getting closer to free agency, that's not going to happen. If, his, if it did happen, he should sue his agent for malpractice. <laughs> it's not – no, really, he's, there's no – it's not in his best interest long-term to do so. Right, right. And, and Miguel, that's why I, I was so excited to have you on, because you can break this down like no one else. This is not common knowledge. You are telling us what, what – People in the media really aren't talking about it. You are breaking down the reasons why he it is not in his best you know, it, it would be a terrible decision for him to hold out. You you just you just laid it out, so thank you for doing that. Yeah, yeah like like Russ, like I was mulching yesterday, right? So I knew, you know, I said, Well, this happened now. Maybe somebody will say, you know, somebody will look look it up and say that this is not is not his best interest. Kept on hearing, like, well, he's gonna hold out, he's not gonna hold out. Come on, people! He's not going to hold out because it would hurt him. You're not. I mean, yeah, he's. You're not. And plus, when he holds out, he loses money. So instead of making six hundred thousand dollars, he's going to make less than six hundred thousand dollars. No, that's not going to happen. I mean, I don't know. Okay. His agent is not that well known, and, and maybe doesn't have a lot of clients. But that'd be. He's not that. He cannot be that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh really boy. Can't. No, you know, and that's why you know. You just laid out the reasons why that's not going to happen. And, listen, it's also in, in the best interest of, of the New England Patriots, 
Miguel, to, to get a deal done with him early because as he plays better, he's, he's, he's probably going to get those dollars somewhere down the road. So let's talk, yeah. about, let's, let's talk about him. If you were the Patriots, if you were Robert and Jonathan Kraft, what would you put in front of them that you think would be fair? I'm curious, from, 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 from just a contract and a salary cap perspective, you're, you're in their shoes. What would you be doing? Okay. Let's look. I think right now Malcolm Butler is not a top 10 cornerback. I think he's in the 11 to 15 range. But I think he has a chance to, to get into the top five cornerbacks if he keeps on improving the way he improved from 2014 to 2015, okay? Uh, he also has to recognize that he is two years away from true free agency, all right? So I, pay him, so I would pay him, a, I would offer him a deal that says, hey, this is how much, you're going to get $600,000 this year. If we put the restricted free agent tender on you next year, that's probably around $14 million. It looks like the franchise tag for a cornerback in 2018 is going to be around Somewhere between fourteen and fifteen million dollars. Wow! So that totaling up, that's about nineteen million dollars. Malcolm, I'll give you a deal. Like either three to four years, three three to four year deal that pays you around, that makes you around the tenth highest cornerback. All right. That way you can get to the free agency when you're around twenty. Another chance to again making big money when you're twenty nine or thirty years old. All right. To me, that's a fair deal. All right. He gets. Um, remember, he's actually 26 years old. He's one of the right. older people on the team. Uh, for a time, he's only been in the league for two years. He's one of the oldest people. Patrick Peterson, who's widely recognized as a top cornerback, is younger than Pat- Malcolm Butler. Okay. So yep. he's only proved is. Um, so Butler's. You know, I wouldn't pay him as a top five cornerback. I pay him with the possibility short deal three or four years that says, hey, you've got a chance to be a, a, a pay as a top ten, and then you have another chance to a, get a, a, another ch- a bite at the free agency apple and, and when, you're, you're, when, you're, when you finish the deal. Or the other thing that you could do is do something what you did with Rob Kankowski, where you, he, if he plays a long-term deal, but he plays and he has an option bonus in the middle of the deal, where you pay him, like if you pick up an option, if you pick up an option, and you pay him like he's a top five cornerback. That's one possibility. I would first. I would think the the deal that I would probably do would be like a short term, three four year deal, because a makes it easy to keep the other players on the team. Okay, and that and that's yeah. going to lead me to talk about the other two because again, I think the three of them are linked here, uh, Miguel, because these are the three that you need to take care of. And what's interesting, so you believe. If it was a short-term deal, that would be easier to, to work around than if you gave him a long-term deal similar to Gronkowski, even though you would have that, that clause in there that, that, that could be an out. You still think that a short-term deal is, is a better fit because it would help out the other two guys we're going to be talking about shortly. Well, it, I, I'm talking long-term. Long-term okay. would be a better fit. Long-term. Yeah, not, okay. not, not 2015. Right, right, right. We're talking – we're talking because basically one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on was was to focus on the three players everyone's talking about, Malcolm Butler, Jamie Collins, and Dante Hightower, and you've been adamant that the Patriots can sign all three to extensions. Uh, you, you, you put that on your, 
on your uh, on your blog, and we're you know again that we're going to work through this because you believe that you believe it can be done. You've already we've already talked about Malcolm Butler, so let's now transition. Let's talk about Jamie Collins. Thoughts on okay. what you think it, it will take to get done to get him signed? Okay, let's presume the deal is as of before the season starts. Okay. Okay. And then the and the Patriots defense is the way they played in 2015. Okay. Because right now you he could you could probably pay him like as he's a top non pass rushing linebacker. There's a difference in pay between a pass rushing linebacker and a non passing pass rushing linebacker. By that I mean those people who accumulate a lot of sacks. All right. Right now Jamie Collins doesn't accumulate. 10 to 15 sacks a year. But if he was to, you know, so right now, so you can justify paying him in the same, using using Levante David as a comparable person. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so that's what I did. And I would, and I, and I could definitely pay him. Like, that means he's getting around a, a, a lot of money. If in five years he's getting $52 million, $53 million, I would, he would be the fifth highest. I would pay him, give him the fifth highest API by which API being average per year for a linebacker, it'd be like thirteen point one million dollars, and and it would increase his cap number by you know five million dollars for this year, but you've locked up a core defender, one of the best players in the league for five years. Okay, so very I think that's good. doable, and yeah, and, okay. I, and let's just talk about Dante Hightower, all right? Okay, let's go to Dante like, Hightower. Like, see, I I think he's. I go back and forth who I would um, who's better, but to me it doesn't really matter. Okay, but I think they could both sign. They could sign him, and I could sign him to a deal like I use him as use Bobby Wagner and Luke Keekley as comparables. I'm not paying in my proposed deal. He doesn't get as high API as Luke Keekley, but he gets a better deal than Bobby Wagner. All right, and then I would save about 1.25 million dollars on a cap by doing that. And same, you know, so because I would be, I would convert some of his existing salary because he's got like seven, close to eight million dollars in salary due to him. I convert some of that into signing bonus, so I would lower his cap number. Why would you know? So the same thing I would like. Steve had asked a good friend. Steve had asked us about <laughs> Jabal Shed, right? You, you beat me to it. Thing. You beat me to it. Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, but I would do the same thing with Jabal Shed. You know, I would offer him a deal. Like see, I'm struggling, like. I want these deals done before they start playing the games because right. Jamal Shear, if he starts getting – if Jamie Collins and Jamal Shear start getting sacks, right, because the, the, people who get sacks get paid. You, you know, like we saw that with Olivier Vernon. Blah, blah. You know, those just guys get paid. That's why they didn't keep Chandler Jones. They get, they get paid. So I don't want – I want these deals to happen before the season, before they start getting a lot of sacks. <laughs> Cause once they get sacks <laughs> I hear you, Miguel. Once they get the sacks, and what, and, the, and the other thing is, is, once you start playing games, like you, the closer you get the free agency, the price you get up because you, you're the less injury risk you're taking. So like right okay. now, if you were to reach a deal before the season, you the, you have to give the Patriots a discount because they're taking on your the 2016 injury risk. But the more games you play, the less discount you injury risk you have to give to the Patriots. Very interesting. Very interesting. So you really believe that it's in, in the Patriots' best interest to not just get, so, say, someone like Sheridan, but all all three others? Because again, I'm I'm going to make it four now because you've included Sheridan into this. Yeah. Is it possible? Is it possible, Miguel, that the Patriots could get all four done before the season begins? Is that possible? Oh, that's a lot of money to spend out. It's it's possible. I would think they they may not 
they could. It's possible. They may wait. They may wait. And the funny thing is, we don't know. No, and another thing is, none of us know if the player wants to sign the deal. Like, Correct. For example, what, like so, like I don't know if Jamie Collins wants to play for the Dallas Cowboys. And no matter what the Patriots offer, he's gonna say no because I want to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Right. You know, same thing. Like, like you know, last year with, with the Dale Reeves thing. If I had known that he was gonna go. He was dead set on for playing for the Jets. I would have never wasted my time trying to propose a contract between him and the Patriots because he was like, it was never going to happen. But, like, once you found out after the fact that he was going to sign with the Jets, no matter – and then the Patriots would have to overpay him, you know, to take him away, to pick, pick up his $25 million, $20 million option, have a $25 million cap hit, that was never going to happen. That's the only way he was going to be agree with the Patriots. Yeah, so, like, if the player wants – if the if the player wants and – and, and I'm basically saying – Bus, if the player wants to make a deal with the Patriots and the player wants to get paid as a fair market value, I'm, I'm, I'm paying these guys top ten. I think well, both of them. I think I'm top. I'm making high. Excuse me, high tower four. Colin fifth. Jake Buckham Butler. I'm paying him like at the top ten. At the bottom of the top ten, not near the top. I think I'm paying Jamal Sheard like somewhere around what Everson Griffin. Got, and I still, you know, so I I do that. I got the team going forward. I'm gonna have um, then the next year, 2017. I give it to Danny Amendola. I maybe get a credit for Aaron Hernandez, a three million dollars. And if somehow Dominic Uli makes the Rams and stays on the team, they get another six hundred thousand dollars credit. The Patriots look in good shape. I, okay. I think it's doable. And the, and the other thing I'll say is like. My numbers for the 2016-17 cap is I'm assuming that everybody who plays this year plays all 16 games. So let's say Julian doesn't play all 16 games, right? So each game he misses, his cap number goes down by his 46 million active roster lungs. And, and the Patriots get it. Yeah, and the Patriots get a credit on the 2017 cap. So that's doubly, that doubly helps the Patriots. Of course, you See, Miguel, play that's... Play. I'm glad that you brought that up because that's why it's so helpful having you on. You've studied this. You understand the cap ramifications of playing games, not playing games, and uh, not many understand it like you do. So, you you know, again, right. you're dropping the knowledge, my friend, and I really appreciate it. I just want to say that as we go along. I'm learning from you as we talk. Uh, so, so, so thank you, thank you for for everything that you've done. We, trust me, I'm not done with you yet. I'm not done. Okay. Because, because, because I, I, okay. I have other questions for you. And uh, a player that I really am curious about, Steve and I have talked about a player. Actually, it, it, it's two that, that are kind of linked in different, different ways. I want to ask you about Martellus Bennett because I feel that Martellus Bennett was brought in to be a rental and that Clay Harbour will end up being the number two tight end next season and that, that the Patriots were planning a year ahead to, to have Clay Harbour take over his role. Am I wrong to feel that way? I, well, see, that's just an opinion. Okay, so I share that opinion. So, I mean, I, I I can see the other argument, but I don't. I hate. I'm not comfortable saying that someone's opinion is wrong. And okay. like, if you would say, you know, what I'm saying, I just I happen to because I actually agree with you. So, but but doesn't mean I, my opinions are wrong. But we could because we don't we don't know until 2017 if we're right. Sure. As, as it stands, I I agree with you and I project that way. But I, I'm never comfortable saying someone's opinion is wrong. <laughs> I understand that, my friend. I told I totally uh, understand that. But the reason why I asked you is because 
let's talk about Clay Harbor's deal because Steve and I were talking on the last oh, show yeah. that they gave him real money. So so that's what got me thinking, okay, they're protecting themselves hey. in case Bennett decides to go. It's, it's they give him real money, but it's not big money. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So like they could have definitely could they could afford to there's he they could cut him after next year right after in, in March 2017 and save money on the cap. So but like it's money, but it's he's cheap. The really the really interesting thing for me about the Bennett Harbor thing is what if Bennett likes it? Then then and then he and then he signs a long term deal, like when he gives us a discount. Then, right. I, then, like I, uh, like I, I, I probably said this many times on Twitter. I, I like I'd be shocked, like, and I'd be surprised. I'm happy they won four, but I'm the Patriots are in such good shape in salary cap wise. I'd be surprised that they don't win the fifth. And with, with <laughs> Tom Brady on the helm, you know what I'm saying? I agree but, with you. you. Know, so that, yeah, I mean, I, I think more than as a one, one year rental. I mean, I was dead wrong about Scott Chandler because I think I might have said like I can't wait to look forward to doing. Twin Towers, so I'm the last person you should be asking. I'm there with you, Miguel. I'm there. I, I called him. I called it too, so I'm there with you. Okay. Yeah. So let's just people listening to this take my stuff about Bennett and, and Harvard with a, with a grain of salt. I was dead wrong about Scott Chandler. So. <laughs> okay, Miguel. A couple more questions for you. This is one thing that that stood out for me when, when I was reading your post this morning. You posted it yesterday. Uh, some fans don't realize that the Patriots have paid top dollar to several players, and and, and oh, yeah. you mentioned them, and I, and I want you to explain that, because I think there's a misconception that the Patriots don't pay top of the market. Could you, could you really explain what you were going with on your post about paying top dollar? Okay. I You know, that's another thing is a frustration point with me. It's like the Patriots are cheap, and they don't pay top dollar. The list of players that they paid, Logan, Man- I'm just doing off the top of my head, Logan Mankins, Ty Law, Lawyer Malloy, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Adam Gronkowski, Lonnie Paxton, and then then there's players and Sebastian Fulmer, and then there's players who are who when they signed the deals were became close to the top of of their uh, at their position, like Devin McCourty, Dan Copen, um, Vince Mayo, um, Randy Moss. Is Thomas. And the list goes on. No, it doesn't look like it goes on and on. But my point being is that the Patriots have paid the players to top dollar. Um, uh, one of the guys I follow on Twitter is Joel Corey. He's a former agent. So what he did, what he did one time was look at you adjust the contracts for the increase in salary caps. Cap. If you did that, you, you, if Lloyd Malloy still has done, still has the highest paid contract. If you adjusted his deal for the salary cap increase. Lloyd Malloy is still not number one, the number one safety. Thousand two thousand. Wow. And, you know, and Rob Gronkowski until Julius Thomas had his deal was the number one tight end. Okay. And I know people are trying to say that he should, you know, hold well, out to get more money. But you know, and I never did finish. You know, one of these days, I'll finish my blog about that. So I'm gonna drop some knowledge right now. Okay. Um, what tight end is gonna make the most cash from two, 2016, 2017, 2018? Rob Gronkowski, what tight end schedule make the more cash from 2016, 17, 2018, 2019? Rob Gronkowski, when he signed his deal, but the franchise tag for a tight end was around $5 million. He averaged $9 million, all right? So these guys, right now, the franchise tag is around $8 million. These guys are getting 
deals around $9 million. So he got a bigger percentage of what the franchise tag is, is that what Charles, Charles, Travis Kelsey got, Colby Fleener got, Jordan, you know, all those guys are getting, and people say, oh, he's getting these overpaid. But he got a bigger percentage, of <laughs> a way bigger percentage of the franchise tag. And let's not forget that he's missed, since he signed his deal, he's missed 16 regular season games. So he got paid for one whole year for missing games. Okay? So I, I love Roslyn Kelsey. My wife would love to meet the guy, right? But if he, <laughs> if he holds out, I lose respect for him because, hey, you didn't know him put a gun to your head to sign that deal. And, you didn't right. get, and the Patriots didn't ask you to take a pay cut when you missed games, missed seasons, missed games because you're injured. And now you're doing well. You're asking for a raise. Eh, and you're still, you're still going to get more cash than the, most other tight ends? I don't see it. I just don't justify it. Okay. And, and listen, I, I tend to agree with you, and I just want to mention this because you and I were talking about this off air because there was some talk of, of the players that, that weren't at OTAs. Uh, you know, there, there were several players. I think, I think yeah. it was 17, Miguel. And, uh, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop something to, to everyone here. Um, my wife went to Patriots Fantasy Camp, which I believe was Wednesday. And who did she have a picture with? Rob Gronkowski. So Rob Gronkowski was at Gillette Stadium the day before. So I don't, ha- I don't think he's holding out. I don't think he was missing OTAs. I think, I, I think they were having him work on whatever he was working on. The Patriots are, are a mystery with how they do things. But I could tell you for a fact that Rob Gronkowski was at Gillette Stadium Wednesday, and that was still OTAs week. So he was still there. So, yeah. so in case anyone's wondering – he might not might not have uh, shown up when the media saw on Thursday. He was at Gillette Stadium on Wednesday. That just just a little factoid for you, Miguel. Yeah. My wife um, is, oh. is going to be jealous of your wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, listen. I do I do have a very good cap related question for you that I was thinking about while you were talking. You were naming two players, and I believe both of these both of these players. You, you can correct me. I believe both these players signed their deals. Uh, pre-Belichick. So that's why I want to ask you, because okay. because there was a different philosophy, I think, pre-Belichick than now with Belichick. So I want to ask you about the contracts for Ty Law and Lawyer Malloy. I'm talking about back back when they oh, signed yeah, 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 1990. Okay, now, now, now the reason why I'm asking is because I personally believe that those two contracts were an old way of doing business by the Patriots, and then they adjusted when Belichick came. Am I wrong? Um, you're, dead, you're right. You're right. Because they stopped doing those long-term – well, except for Gronkowski, right? So Robert Kowski, they used to do long-term deals with the players where it was ridiculously um, small cap numbers and being in really, really large numbers at the end, okay? So that's why they had, you know – that's why they kind of got rid of um, release Ty Law and, and got rid of um, Lawyer Malloy. They, so the, the biggest change that yeah that, that's you're not wrong because they stopped doing that kind of those kind of deals except for Rob Kudowski. He doing that option bonus thing, right, for several years and then they brought it back from Rob Kudowski, and now they brought it back you know with with they started bringing it back with Vince and Mayo and Alan Branch has got one. I, I, um, I don't know why they're bringing it back. I, I personally, I, like I said on, on Twitter, I think that this, that in the next CBA they got to get rid of that rule where you can get a compensatory pick for a player you don't pick up their comp, 
their option for. I think they're going to get. I think they're going to get rid of that. But yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong because they, they they stopped doing those deals a while ago. That touch right. a while ago. Right, and and I just thought it was uh, you know uh, a shift in how they do business oh, yeah. when 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 Belichick and Pioli came along. I just think that they changed how that they were doing things because Belichick was really taking over. And uh, oh, yeah. I think that's I think that's why Miguel, when you go to 2003, and you have the situation with Lawyer Malloy, I think that was that was a statement. It was definitely a statement. It was, and that's the funny thing is, is like there were years like like when you go back with 2020 hindsight, like I, you know, when it, the more I learn about the salary cap, I should see like I, it makes makes sense that they cut they then because they needed the cap space. Same thing, like I when they traded Logan's Mankins, I literally had thought, I'm like, wow, all that all that preseason I was in training camp, I was thinking they definitely gonna let go of Dan Conley, all right? And then Brian Stoke gets hurt. Okay, when I should have said, well, then I started thinking to myself, they're gonna they're gonna get rid of Logan Mankins because they need the cap space, right? I, I, you know, and 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 I think I might have went to one show and somebody said, do you really, you know, what was I said that that was the move. That was the move that got them the Super Bowl, and then and then set them up for you know this year and next. But you know, saying that was the move. They had to make that move. Cause, um, but so those are things like, like literally, if they make like I'll tell you, like I said this before. I think I might have said it in a previous show. Like if and I might, um, if they go into near roster cutdowns and they're low in cap space, by that I'm saying. They're around two to three million dollars, right? Yeah. Because maybe they reach extensions with a Butler or, or, or Jamie Collins. I don't see how they're keeping somebody like Marcus Cannon around. Because okay, uh, I, I, yeah. So like, I guess I wanted to, what I basically wanted to say is that reaching deals with Dante Hightower and Jamal Sheard, that gives Patriots salary cap flexibility. Okay, because they're going to increase decrease their cap number, increasing the Patriots cap space. Okay. So, but if they they reach deals with Jamie Collins and or a Malcolm Butler, who, who's no, whose cap numbers are increased, that's like a decrease salary cap, decrease for patients salary cap flexibility. So patients will have to cut someone or trade someone who has a high cap number. So if they reach deals with Jamie Collins and Malcolm Butler and don't reach a deal with Jim, Dante Hightower or Jim and Jim or Jim, Jamal Sheard, bye bye Marcus Cannon. <laughs> I'm telling. You, I ain't telling, you know, so I'll, I'll predict that right now. Okay. Uh, like, I always thought, I'm, I'm surprised he's on the on the And, and, and honestly, Miguel, that, Patriots fans all over the world will be happy if that comes true. Yeah. I, I remember when he got extended, and I said, wow, there was like 10, the Patriots had 10 players that were going to be free agents, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I said, like, he was the last one I thought was going to be the last one. I was like, I was, I was like, because I, I, somebody had asked me, you know, because I, you know, I do a, a Q and A on on Twitter. I'm like, I was, right. I, I mentioned every, everybody but practically everybody but him. <laughs> First of all, who might get extended? <laughs> oh boy, Miguel. While we're talking about this, because you kind of read my mind, I was going to ask you if, if you could see a Logan Mankins on the horizon, a player that that they could oh, trade. You you think it's canon? I think it's canon that they're going to if they're going to cut. I think. That, I'm hoping not that would, and I hope they go down the training camp more often. I think they're trading an offensive guy for some for a position. Okay. I mean, I think they I think they have too many guys 
on their team, you know, like, so I think they train a guard. So maybe they, if they don't like a position, um, that something, especially if somebody gets hurt, like maybe somebody we don't know gets hurt during training camp and they in a position that we thought was strength gets weaker, they may have to fill that position with somebody else. Like I'd be, I'm, I would be nervous if I was a Josh Klein, you know, <laughs> if the if the young guys on the team stop playing because I think he's getting traded. He'd be the player I think is the most likely to get traded. Um, because I think he's got, he's got a great contract that's a great contract in, in the sense for the new team. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Very, no, very good, Miguel. Listen, uh, I've enjoyed this tremendously. Before we go, we've, we've been talking a good 35 minutes. This has been fun, okay. educational. Oh, we've been going, and I've enjoyed every minute of it, my friend. Any final thought before we go? And, and Anything else you want to share before we leave? Yeah, no, this is... I, Personally, Patriots fans, enjoy the ride. We, we've won four Super Bowls. And I think we're going to win a fifth. If we don't, so be it. And just enjoy <laughs> the ride. And don't believe this. And the Patriots are not cheap. It's, let's just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the moment. I mean, I, I think we're blessed. We, we, we've got the scene. We've got to watch the best coach of all time, best quarterback of all time, best tight end of all time. Let's just enjoy the ride. Miguel, can I just second that? Because uh, I've said that for the longest time. I, I Listen, I, I was happy with one. I have four. You know, I mean, that's yeah. – it's a blessing. It's it, it's actually, you know, we are lucky to, to be experiencing this. I don't know of another dynasty. The closest I can think of that has gone for this long period of time, and you'll agree with me, was the 49ers in, in, the, in the 80s going into the 90s. But this is even more impressive because you're dealing with a salary cap. We are seeing something unprecedented. Enjoy it. Yeah, I couldn't agree yeah. with you more. Let's just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. I mean, um, I guess that's the biggest frustration is like, oh, oh my God, um, oh they, they can't sign them all. Well, they can't sign them all. It's just that, you know we don't we never know what's in a player's heart. Like you know, right. what I'm saying if you know, and if let's say, like let's say I say that twelve million dollars a year is fair for Dante Hightower, I and mean, what if he thinks it's fifteen? You know that's 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 a twenty five percent difference. You know what I'm saying? If he thinks he's fifteen and and, and and you think it's twelve, then you move on. And it's, it's right. And you both, you, you know, he thinks he's you know, and just move on and just go, just go with it. Just I'm not saying it's gonna it's gonna happen, but those things happen. It's not and it doesn't. It's not an indication of the crafts of cheap, which is the stupidest. I mean, literally. I um I don't know how you listen. I don't listen to sports because I, I live in Connecticut. I don't listen to the radio as much as like as you as people live in Boston, but I could not. Right. You know, I, you know, so I was like, you know, I said, I, I might have told it you know, one of the reasons I started doing this is I, I was like, I, I never thought, I, I thought I could do a better job of covering the salary cap than the people who are doing it right now. As, and, you know, <laughs> saying, and then that was in, that was in 2000, 2001, because they were, you know, cause literally, you know, I was, I was telling, you know, literally in, in one day you would be the uh, cap number for one player um, it was four million dollars, and the next day I was reading the that was in the Herald, and then the next day I reading the Globe was a different number. That, that's not possible, right? You know, so right. No, listen, listen, Miguel, I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. You know, and I say this to uh, to people that ask me, you know, uh, well, what if they don't win a fifth? Uh, and and my my feeling is, so be it. You know, so be it. I I think they will win a fifth. I I truly believe that they have a team to win a fifth, and I'm going to. 
enjoy it. And like I said, this is this is unprecedented with the New England Patriots. We are fortunate to be following this team when we are. They, this yeah. is a team that 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 our grandkids someday will be talking about. Wow, do you remember the remember the Patriots back then? And uh, and we'll yeah. be able to talk about it. And it's uh, it's an it's an amazing ride. And, and listen, this has been amazing talking to you, my friend. You have been fantastic, and and I recommend everyone go into patsfans.com to check out Miguel's blog because Miguel is dropping the knowledge on the Patriots salary cap. If you have any questions or you hear anything in the media about the cap that you're not sure of, go on Twitter and tweet to Pat's cap, and Miguel will answer it. Please tweet to Miguel. Miguel will give you the right information. He is the expert. Trust me when I tell you. He's the expert. I've been a, a fan of Miguel's for years. The media, many of the media members follow Miguel. They ask Miguel for his advice. If you're wondering um, about the salary cap, there's only one person to talk about with the Patriots. It's Miguel Benzon. Miguel, thank you so much for joining us. Joining me. You're uh, joining me today. I appreciate it, my friend. <laughs> thank you. Um, not a problem, Miguel. Listen, in in the world of uh, my podcast, every time I make a mistake, and I've made several on this show, I call them Goldmans. I can't tell you how many Goldmans I've made on this show with you. But listen, thank you so much for joining me. But that's going to do it for this episode of Patriots 4th and 2. For Miguel Benzon, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for listening to Patriots 4th and 2, the official podcast of PatsFans.com. Take care. Take care.